Oh, I went live two minutes early. Weird, right? Welcome, viewers of the podcast. Hey, Gio, how you doing, buddy? <clears throat> so, I think for like the last three, maybe four podcasts, I've said it's going to be a quick one. What do you mean? Oh, I get what you're saying now. Well, you see, the problem is, is I'm not very windy right now. <laughs> no, not with all these allergies. We're going to have to do, okay. If there is one more episode of this podcast where she stands behind the microphone and talks, I'm just going to set up the Emily cam. What? What did you give me the, the eyebrows thing for? I never said you talked too much. Your boss said you talked too much when he was drunk. I was drunk and it made me cry. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a matter of if you were going to cry. It was a matter of when. Yeah. How do you edit a live feed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better just get going. You're spicy tonight. I don't like yeah, it. Well, spicy because it's quick. Oh, yeah, that one already struck, too. Hey, uh, big news for uh, everybody on the local scene, which is absolutely nobody. Uh, <laughs> Lily's Cantina in town tonight, hitting that up. People here on podcast, not sponsored by Lily's Cantina, but if you're listening, hey, hit me up. Cute, no. No, time out. Time out. How do I, can I mute somebody in the chat for a while? Uh, put user in timeout. There we go. <clears throat> Q, you don't get to tell anybody that they talk too much. Ever. Never. Not once. Mm -mm. No. 300, how long is 300 seconds? Is that enough time? Hey, how long is 300 seconds? Oh, it's five minutes. Yeah, you're good for five minutes, Q. I'm just going to kill him. He's going to start texting me. <laughs> Q. Then you guys block his number for five minutes. <laughs> Q, Q said someone, so she does talk too much. Listen, people, if I had Q on this show, it'd be the Q show. Because I wouldn't get a chance to say nothing. That's not a lie, either. Q, you are not one to accuse anybody of talking too much. Last time, you talked too much. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> yeah. 
Geo, listen, you don't talk too much. You just have a lot to talk about. There's a difference. You're just an excited guy. You got a lot to say about a lot of different topics. Yes. Should be. So, uh, Mitchell, Mitchell checking in on a Thursday, on a, on a Wednesday night, not on a Thursday. You off work again tomorrow? Good night, buddy. Getting all these shithead kids to bed. <clears throat> Gotta get this shithead kid to bed. These 12s are grinders. But we're gonna do it. I just know we are. Back from League and Caitlin is gone. Mitchell, did you hit any dingers at League? And by the way, I do have just a couple topics to talk about. Topic unknown just felt like the right thing to say in the moment. I don't know, you know. Jason, how you doing, buddy? Big Dan, did I sign myself up for the Spiders tournament yet? No, I didn't, but that actually brings up an interesting topic. Thanks. You guys out here killing it. Uh, Sometimes I just like to get topics on the fly. Like, you guys always ask questions that can kind of lead to a topic, right? So, I think that's one thing that I'm going to work on doing is playing some Spiders tournaments. I don't like... I'm not a big travel guy. I don't like to go all the way to Vegas or Florida or dear God stand by alright so anyway I'm not a real big traveling guy Um, it's just not my thing really so, you know, everybody's going out to the Vegas and Florida. and the, the Nashville one sounds good. I could get down for the Nashville one. I think that would be fun. Big Dan says, uh, I'll be at Vegas. Small, a lot of people with kids do that one. They don't have to miss Halloween at home. It's the weekend before Halloween. Oh, that's nice. So I have heard that it's a, a very uh, kid-friendly environment. I don't know that I would bring my kids for you know, like an entire weekend of softball. But they do like going to tournaments here and there. Especially my son, now that he's kind of getting to the age where um, he wants to hang out with the boys, right? I think it used to be when he was little, you know, seven, eight years old. All he wanted to do was just go out there and rip on a scooter. And see how fast he could go down the hill at Rainbow. If you've ever played at Rainbow in Columbia, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, that, that used to be his thing. I, I'd hate to know how many miles he put on a scooter up the hill, down the hill, up the hill, down the hill, up the hill, down the hill. He would get so much momentum from the top of the hill that he could roll all the way to the back of the ballpark. He, w- he was all about it. 
And then he kind of lost interest for a while, which is fine. You know, he's a kid. Then here these last about year or so, he's kind of getting into that, you know, adolescent teenager stage where he wants to hang out with the boys, right? Which is fun. I have a good time with it. Um, he went with Mitchell and I to a tournament in Lebanon a couple months ago and had a lot of fun. Got shagging dinger balls, kicking it with us, kicking it with the boys in between games and that kind of thing. He's he's getting to that stage, so that's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully he shows an interest in slow pitch when he's ready to play. Obviously, it's not anything I'm going to like force him into doing, but it would be cool to see like, him come out, do maybe do some reviews with us, right? Maybe come out and play, lock down a little outfield. Kid is a runner. He's a runner for days. He medaled twice at his track meet on Saturday in the, was it 200 meter and the 4x4? Kid can run. He can run for days. He's definitely his mother's child. Because, <clears throat> for whatever reason, if you tune into this podcast because you like the podcast and you've never watched the video, you would know that I'm not built for running. At all. If it doesn't go over the fence, I'm probably screwed. Q, speed demon. Yes, hey, speed kills. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Talking about Q and speed demon and everything. I made me think of Billy Butler. We were talking about that earlier tonight. Billy Butler, when he played for the Kansas City Royals, uh, there's some local guys here that... Uh, I, I, by the way, Q, it wasn't a country... What was it? Country, country buffet or whatever it was. Billy, i got to look that up again. Country breakfast. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Billy Butler's a huge dude. He used to be a hitter for uh, Kansas City. Now he's in Oakland. And the name was coined by Saint, former St. Joseph News Press editor Ross Martin in response to his size. He was nicknamed Country Breakfast. So, <laughs> but, you know, we're playing and, and got these old country boys out there playing with us. They're all Royals fans. And... uh I was number 16 as well, so they started calling me Country Kitchen for a while. <laughs> Had me absolutely busting up. But Billy Butler can put a whooping on a ball. That's one guy I'd like to see play some slow pitch after he hangs it up. always heard that Matt Stairs got into the slow pitch stuff a little bit after he hung it up. That, that would be wild. I know that there was people saying like they saw him playing local and that kind of thing. But that would be a lot of fun <clears throat> to watch that dude hit a softball. Uh, let's see, you got him, uh, guys like Prince Fielder, that big uppercut swing of his. Uh, Mo Vaughn was another one, dude. Mo Vaughn was a just monster of a human. A great big uppercut. Le dude, in the lefties, the lefties always make things look easier, right? So watching him just absolutely destroy a softball would be a lot of fun. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to look away while I clear my throat. It's allergy season. And I'm not having fun. Yeah, Q says he can get down on some Country Kitchen to feel like it's a good nickname. Yeah, I'm here for it. But here's the deal with that. Is there even a Country Kitchen around anymore? It's kind of funny talking about nicknames that people gave me over the years uh, in our group chat for the team this year that we're playing on. What was it, Mitchell? I, I got dubbed early. It was, was it Juice Box or something like that? 
<clears throat> it, it, it quickly died off, though, but that was funny for a minute. Jason Hernandez says he's played a lot of former MLB players out here on the East Coast. See, that would be cool. Like, that's the guys that still uh, maybe appreciate the game and just wanted to take a step away. Or, I mean, honestly, what if they couldn't cut it anymore? So, just decided to keep the passion going and play some slow pitch. Adam, yeah. Adam Dunn would be another. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Mitchell said I was. I was uh... <laughs> Mitchell said I was. Uh... Juice it was a juice box because he used to mix juices. So listen, that's the play. I'm a big juice guy, and I don't I don't mean the steroids. I mean like drinking juice, right? Love it. I could get so lost in juices, like when I go to the, the gas station or the grocery the grocery store. If I walk down the juice aisle, I, I, I'm just I'm just gone. I'm lost forever. So <laughs> first time. We stopped at Casey's, driving back from somewhere. I got Mitchell. I think I, ha- I had a grape juice and I had an apple juice. Or, no, I think it was cranberry, whatever it was. Or maybe cran apple or cranberry or cran apple, one of the two. And then some apple juice. And I chug one down halfway. Then take the lid off the other one and chug it down halfway. Then I dump the two together and shake it up. And Mitchell just kind of looks at me and goes, that's not the first time you've done that, is it? I was like, dude, no. I, I love juice. The downfall of it is it's freaking full of sugar. But I've been on a kick lately with uh, the, what is it? I guess it's essentially diet cranberry juice. Dude, it's so good. It's essentially no sugar added juice. Dude, it is so freaking good. Just like swing on that a little bit. Keeps you from, keeps you from craving a soda so much. Just like the the soda, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, it can be diet or caffeine free or zero sugar or whatever. But at the end of the day, one drink of juice is better than one drink of juice with with no sugar or no sugar added or whatever else is going to be better than two or three sodas. You know, because like I, I drink a lot, so I'm gonna like put probably two in a cup and sit down at dinner or I can just hit a swig of juice, big old swig of juice on the way by the fridge and call it a night. This stuff is so good though. So I'm a big, big juice guy. Jason Hearn says, call me butter cause I'm on a roll. <laughs> Sweet teas. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm not real big on like the sugary drinks. Like I, I prefer I know this is funny listening to a person my size say this. Like, I do prefer, like, uh, diet sodas or, like, the zero version of the zero-calorie version. Or, like, whatever you want to consider, like, um, 7-Up Zero, Sprite Zero, or whatever their 7-Up is. It doesn't have sugar in it. Like, I can enjoy the soda and not feel like I brush my teeth with sugar. I can't stand it. So, it's just better from that aspect for me because like especially being at work man it's just sometimes I I feel like my breath is just kicking if I drink a bunch of soda that has sugar in it or if I'm on a juice kick it just even though even though I know it's not because I've got good enough friends at work that would tell me like hey you're, you're kicking get some gum dude it's just like it's not good I don't I just don't like having that just like 
Ugh, feeling in your mouth, you know? What about Icebox, like the movie Little Giants? <laughs> you do, could do Icebox. Tony Benskin says, Juicy J's my new nickname. <laughs> You're a nerd. I tell you to put that on the sleeve of your shirt, but you don't have a sleeve on your shirt. My man Tony Benskin ain't worn sleeves on his shirt since he came out of the womb. His first onesie didn't have sleeves on it. I just know it. I, I just know it. Tony, bring us a baby picture sometime. We'll put it up here. I guarantee you it ain't got sleeves on it. That's Rhino, the no-sleeve guy. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, you're talking about Ryan. How do you say his last name? Claspiel? Is that how you say his last name? I haven't seen that guy in a minute. He added me on Facebook. I, I haven't talked to him since that year that he came and played the snowball. I don't think I've seen him one time. Said a word to him or anything. But then he added me on Facebook here. It's been about a year ago. And uh, looks like he can do staying busy in the gym and... Uh, doing the shooting thing now. Oh, he plays shortstop on your senior team. Nice. Dude was always a good ball player. Ryan's a good ball player. He's a good guy. <clears throat> always a good time to be around. So, one of my short topics that I'm going to talk about here for just a minute is bats. Right? That's what we're here for. First things first, if you have not gotten yourself a Louisville Slugger Voltage, Act now or act never. They're going fast. I think I've sold six or seven in the last two days, which is a lot for me. I usually sell six or seven bats a month. And I sold six or seven of those in the last couple of days. And stock is running like very, very short. So if you're even thinking about getting one, you better jump on it while you can. But that being said, Somebody asked me, you know, if you couldn't game, if you had to swing a 240 and you couldn't game in Louisville, what would you swing? And just based off of this year's stuff, and depending on the person, like personally, if I was going to, if it was, if I had to swing a 240 and I didn't swing a lot of bats, I could get like a Marini Stadium. Or Dean Food Dog or something like that. Those are both incredibly good performing bats. Obviously, the review of the stadium is up, and it is absolutely nuts. Performance-wise, probably right there with the Louisvilles. And the same thing. It's super high compression. Like, it's like still testing in the 270s and feels like it's just absolutely just destroying the ball. And the Louisville stuff does the same thing. It's testing 280. And just hitting nukes. I don't understand it. Maybe I don't need to understand it. I don't know. But if I had to, to swing anything that wasn't a Louisville, it would probably be a DeMarini. Just simply from the standpoint of they just seem to be extremely durable and still hit well. Right? So you got the stadium, you got the food dog. There was another one that hit really well but tested really high. 
Red Mat's going to be coming up soon. I'll be interested to see what, interested to see what that's like. Uh, our guy uh, Adam, Fat Guy BP, I did a review on that. Be sure and go check it out. He did a review on his and said it was good, but it did take a little while to break in. Daniel says the uh, new monster you trip bad is hot. I, I've I've heard more good things than I have bad. I'll say that. Thought I might have a line on one of those. Still think I might. I haven't I haven't followed up with the guy, but it'd just be intriguing to swing it just because it's something new, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, if I had to swing something like that, would it probably be um, a Demarini for sure? Something like uh, what is it? Young Guns from last year too. The Young Guns is 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 another one that I felt was really really good. There's Adam right there. Adam, fat guy, BP in the house. Let's let everybody say hello. Adam, what are you saying? Are you saying you're not a fan of the stadium? It says not as long as the stadium. Smoke and deal on those right now, too, by the way. If you like if you like a durable bat, you like to hit BP, and you don't mind swinging a 240, get a stadium. They're 200 bucks. That's like on sale price. And again, um, that's on sale price. Read back breaks in faster. Oh, red bat breaks in faster. Okay, sorry. I see what you're saying now. <clears throat> yeah, so I'll be interested in swinging the red bat and see what's up with it. But uh, the Demarini Stadium right now, like I said, banging deal on that. 200 bucks. Can't lose. Literally can't lose. Yeah, Adam, I was wondering about you. You said, you, you said driving. I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, man. <laughs> My my mate might be having a stroke right now. <laughs> I mean, he did. I don't know. Now, Mitchell, don't pick on him. He did spell stuff right. Read back breaks and faster. I mean, be fair. Vanilla Gorilla. See, I am interested to swing that one. Last year's was just man. Really torn on that one. But we did swing the uh, Shannon Smith this weekend. I'm going to have a new um, guest on the channel coming up in a bat video very soon. All I'm going to tell you is if you were interested in a war stick bat, don't do it. I don't break bats. I do not break bats at all. Like I can tell you the last time that I broke a bat that didn't have like a defect wrong with it, it being the reason that it broke. It's been a while. And Pat and I went out and hit on Sunday and broke one of the war sticks, sun tanks. I think it's the one that says battle across it. I broke one in like 60 swings performance. Pretty blah. And durability, obviously not very good either. <clears throat> so uh, that was kind of a bummer but you know we, we don't know until we try Pat a uh, big shout out to Pat too I know Pat's probably not listening to this and he, he probably don't listen to the podcast but a big shout out to that guy he got that bat over two months ago and he was so excited to hit it his girlfriend got it for him a very nice girl by the way uh, she got it for him and 
he lives in St. Louis, so it was kind of hard to get together with him and Hint, but we finally got a chance. He kept that thing new in the wrapper for me for almost two months so we could go out and swing it brand new out of the wrapper. Uh, so that was really fun. I had a lot of fun doing that. I really like Pat. Pat's a great guy. Uh, great ball player. Great hitter. And he, just fun to be around, if, if you know Pat Sexton at all. Just an absolute blast to be around. Great human being. Uh, I can't think of a bad word to say about him besides he hits a softball harder than I do. Because that, that is the truth. That man can hit a softball. Uh, Jonathan says his whole team swears by a Suncoast. So the Suncoast stuff is good too. I've got the uh, One Piece Suncoast. I'm very excited to swing that bat just because I'm a One Piece junkie. The Suncoast stuff does seem to be nice. But from what I am seeing and hearing, the Suncoast stuff is very popular once it gets below 240. Like that's when people start going nuts over them is when they start testing like 200, 210, you know, in that range is when people are just going nuts and can't get enough of them. <clears throat> so yeah, Jason's saying the war stick bats don't even pass compression on the wrapper. So the one we had tested like 275-ish and I thought, okay, this ain't going to be too bad. And weight-wise, it felt really good too. It was a 27 ounce with an end load. Sorry, 28. 28 ounce with an end load, which, you know, Pat Pat was a man after my heart. That's what that's what he got. That's what he wanted. That's what he swings. He swings the heavy stuff, too. So I'm sitting here thinking, like, yeah, this thing's going to be great. I think the only reason that bat was even decent at all was because it was a 28 with a big end load. Because it was just atrocious otherwise. Just a second here. Conducting bat deals. Okay, so I've had the Louisville stuff. Words are hard. Take two. So I've had uh, a lot of interest in the... I've had three or four people message me about uh, the Louisvilles or do we ship the Louisvilles to Canada. I think the Louisvilles are pretty popular in Canada, obviously being more of a Canada-based company now. And one thing I will do, I'm not going to like go out advertising this, but if you are in Canada and you want a bat from Headbanger, Headbanger does not ship to Canada. <coughs> Excuse me. If you're willing to pay the shipping from me to you, wherever you are in Canada, I will have Headbanger deliver the bat to me. And then from there, it's mine to do whatever I want with. I will ship it to Canada, but you will pay for it. I don't mind facilitating a deal in that form or fashion or whatever you want to call it. Just to try and help people out, right? Um, especially with the new $15 charge that everybody's tacking on to stuff these days. It's going to be a little bit more, but at the end of the day, like I can get a shipping quote on it, and if you're willing to pay it, then uh, I'm, I'm willing to ship it. Just a little fun little side note there. But <clears throat> listen, so I don't know if you can hear it yet, but <clears throat> my allergies are, are really really let me know that they don't like me sitting here talking like this um i'm getting ready to start losing my voice i can just tell either i'm gonna start coughing one of the two 
which is why this is going to be a little bit of a short one tonight. I know it's really short, and I'm really sorry because I'm in the mood to just sit here and ramble tonight. So we're going to close with something that I've had on this channel several different times. Stand by. So, I'm going to leave you with this. When this is over, the podcast is done. No. No. So, anyway. So, when this is over, the podcast is done. But, I, I, I listen to this more frequently than I like to admit. But we're about positive vibes around here, right? Stay positive. Be in a positive mindset. Fight every day. Fight every day for the next day. Who cares what you're fighting for? Fight for it. So, muting this music. Pulling this up. When this is over, I'll close the podcast. Thanks for stopping in and checking it out. Sorry for the short one tonight. I'm going to catch you guys next week. Swing hard in case you hit it. BP Hero. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. That, that's the lowest I've ever seen Dick Vitale since the, the owner of the Detroit Pistons called him in and told him he should go into broadcasting. Thank you. Uh, I can't tell you what an honor it is to even be mentioned the same breath with an author, Ash. Um, this is something I certainly will, will treasure forever. But as... as uh, was said on the tape, 
I, and I also, I don't have one of those things going to cue cards, so I'm going to speak longer than anybody else has spoken tonight. That, that's the way it goes. Time, time is very precious to me. I don't know how much I have left, and I have some things that I would like to say. Hopefully, at the end, I'll have something that will be uh, important to, uh, to other people, too. But I can't help it. Now, when I'm fighting cancer, everybody knows that. Uh, and people ask me all the time about how you, you go through your life and how's your day. And nothing has changed for me. As Dick said, I'm a very emotional, passionate man. I can't help it. That's being the son of Rocco and Angelina Valvano. That just comes with the territory, right? We hug, we kiss, we love. And, and when people say to me, how do you get through uh, life or, or each day is the same thing. To me, there are three things we all should do every day. We do this every day of our life. You're going to have, what a wonderful, number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. Could be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. And so I can't help. I rode on the plane up today with Mike Krzyzewski, my, my good friend and a wonderful coach, but people don't realize he's a 10 times better person than he is a coach. And we know he's a great coach. He's meant a lot to me in these last five or six months of my battle. But when I look at Mike, I think we competed against each other as players. I coached against him for 15 years, and I always have to think about what's important in life is to think to me of three things, where you started, where you are, and where you're going to be. Those are the three things that I try and do every day. And you know, when I think about getting up and giving a speech, I can't help it, I have to remember the first speech I ever gave. I was coaching at Rutgers University. That was my first job. All I, oh, that's a, wonderful. And I was the freshman coach. That's when freshmen played on freshman team. And I was so fired up about my first job. I see Lou Holtz, Coach Holtz here. What was it like the first job you had, right? The very first time you stood in a locker room to give a pep talk. That's a special place, the locker room, for a coach to give a talk. So my idol as a coach was Vince Lombardi. And I read this book called Commitment to Excellence by Vince Lombardi. And in the book, Lombardi talked about the first time he spoke before his Green Bay Packer team in a locker room. There were perennial losers. And I'm reading this. And Lombardi said he was thinking, should it be a long talk, a short talk? But he wanted to be emotional. He said, be brief. And this is what he did. He, he, normally, you get in a locker room, I don't know, 25 minutes, a half hour before the team takes the field. You do your little X and O's, and then you give the great Newt Rockney talk. We all do. Speech number 84. You pull him right out. You get, you get ready. Get your squad ready. Well, this is the first one I ever gave. And I read this thing, Lombardi. What he said was, he didn't go in. He waited. His team was wondering, where is he? Where is this great coach? He's not there. Ten minutes. He's still not there. Three minutes before they have to take the field, Lombardi comes in, bangs the door open, and I think you all remember what great presence he had, right? Great presence. And he walked in, and he just walked back and forth like this, just walk, staring at the players. And he said, all eyes on me. And I'm reading this in his book, and I'm getting a picture of this Lombardi before the, his first game. And he said, gentlemen, we will be successful this year. You can focus on three things and three things only, your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers. And he like that. And the rest of it, they knocked the walls down. The rest was history. I said, that's beautiful. I'm going to do that. Your family, your religion, and Rutgers basketball. That's it. I had it. I'm, listen, I'm 21 years old. The kids I'm coaching are 19. All right? 
and, I, and I'm going to be the greatest coach in the world, the next Lombardi. And I'm ready. And I'm practicing out. And right beside the locker room, the manager's telling me, you got to go in. Not yet, not yet. Family, religion, Rutgers basketball. All eyes on me. I got it, I got it. And now finally he said, three minutes. I said, fine. True story. I go to knock the doors open, just like Lombardi. Boom. They didn't open. I almost broke my arm. I was like, you know, it was one that didn't open. Now I'm down, the players are looking. You know, coach, get, uh, help the coach up, help him up, you know? And now I did like Lombardi. I walked back and forth, right? And I was going like that with my arm, get the feeling back in it. And finally I said, gentlemen, all eyes on me. And these kids wanted to play, they're 19, let's go. I said, gentlemen, we'll be successful this year if you can focus on three things and three things only. They said, yeah. They said, your family, your religion, and the Green Bay Packers, I told you. <laughs> I did that. I remember that. <laughs> I remember. I remember where I came from. It's so important to know where you are. And I know where I am right now. How do you go from where you are to where you want to be? And I think it, it, you have to have an enthusiasm for life. You have to have a dream, a goal. And you have to be willing to work for it. I talked about my family. My family is so important. People think I have courage. The courage of my family is my wife, Pam, my three daughters here, Nicole, Jamie, Leanne, my mom, who is right here, too. And, and, and that screen is flashing up there 30 seconds. Like, I care about that screen right now, huh? I got, I got, I got tumors all over my body. I'm worried about some guy in the back going 30 seconds, huh? You got a lot. Hey, phenomenal, buddy. You got a lot. I just got one last thing. I urge all of you, all of you, to enjoy your life, the precious moments you have, to spend each day with some laughter and some thought, to get your emotions going, to be enthusiastic every day, and Ralph Waldo Emerson said, nothing great can be accomplished without enthusiasm to keep your dreams alive in spite of problems, whatever you have, to be able to work hard for your dreams to, become, to come true, become a reality. Now I, I look at where I, I am now and I know what I want to do. What I would like to be able to do is to spend whatever time I have left and to give and maybe some hope to others. Right? Arthur Ashe Foundation is a wonderful thing. And, and AIDS, the, the, the amount of money pouring in for AIDS is not enough, but it is significant. But if I told you it's 10 times the amount that goes in for cancer research, I also tell you that 500,000 people will die this year of cancer. And I also tell you that one in every four will be afflicted with this disease. And yet, for somehow, we seem to have put it in a little bit of the background. I want to bring it back on the front table. We need your help. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. And ESPN has been so kind to support me in this endeavor and allow me to announce tonight that with ESPN's support, which means what? Their, 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 their money and their dollars and they're helping me. We are starting the Jim, Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research. And its, and its motto is, don't give up, 
don't ever give up. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Every minute that I have left, I will thank God for the day and the moment I have. And if you see me, smile and maybe give me a hug, because that's important to me too. But try, if you can, to support, whether it's AIDS or the Cancer Foundation, so that, that someone else might survive, might prosper, and might actually be cured of this dreaded disease. I can't thank ESPN enough for allowing this to happen, and I'm going to work as hard as I can, you know, for cancer research, and hopefully we'll be, maybe we'll have some cures and some breakthroughs, and I'd like to think, I'm going to fight my brains out to be back here again next year for the Arthur Ashe recipient. I want to give it next year. I know I've got to go. I've, I've got to go, and I've got one last thing. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are going to carry on forever. I thank you, and God bless you all. Thank you.